The following podcast contains spoilers for Roxanne. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Roxanne! Ro- you don't have to put on that red light! That's hey, such a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I killed the mood for a second. <laughs> how you doing? Not bad, I'm not bad. Uh, it's getting to be summer. Summer's that pain-in-the-ass season sucks. where I hate it, it just... It sucks to it sucks to be in your room. It sucks to be anywhere because the more clothes you shed, it doesn't help. It mm. just gets hot and hot and hot. Yes, except yes. for air conditioning. What a blessed thing that was. Whoever created that, <sighs> kudos to that person. Yeah, but the place that we live is old enough where very few houses actually have it built in. Mm-hmm. So not a fan of that. Not a window fan. units kind of do the job, but not I'm as looking well. forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, window units are great, but not mm-hmm. as great as central air. Uh, but anyway, uh, while your room has been hot, have you watched any movies lately? Uh, I'll be honest. I rewatched two movies that I can't remember because they were just background things. Uh, mm. So that's, that's a lie. Uh, I don't remember what I watched. So joke's on me. Uh, but other than that, I watched Top Gun with you, and we did a we did a little review on that. Yes, we did. Did it yes. take our breath away? Only for you to find out. Take my breath away. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. than that, I had watched Roxanne, which is another song we were just singing a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's on to you, and I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I watched nine movies since the last time we recorded. Not, not bad. Uh, I've been trying to pump out. Because uh, last month I got really behind on my 1001 Movies John going on. So I've been trying to pump them out early in the month because it makes it easier. Yes. Uh, so the first one I watched is uh, it was a rewatch on the waterfront uh, with uh, Mar- uh, Marlon Brando. Uh, Still got to watch that. Yeah, for, I was. I could have sworn you had watched it, but I, then I remembered that you were talking about going to see it when it was playing at yeah. Bryn I wanted to see go. it in theaters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, solid movie. Uh, rewatching it bumped up my score of it. Ooh. So, yeah, but you can find out more of my thoughts uh, on uh, July 28th. This is going to be for the July one. I'm so ahead of myself with that. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but then uh, I went to the theaters with my boy, my son, my, my, my blood. The pride uh, and joy. My pride and joy. And we watched The Bad Guys. Can I just say... He is definitely my son, mm-hmm. because most babies or kids his age, aside. <laughs> genetics aside, most kids his age cannot sit still for a movie at all. Mm-hmm. Little dude stayed still the entire time with his dogs out. With his with with his dogs out, he stuck up. He he had his tootsies up, barefoot tootsies. That's the only thing that's I'm a little iffy about. I got to teach him to keep his shoes on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but he sat still. He never got up, never asked to get up, never talked, or he just munched on his Cheerios and watched the movie. And I, 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 that was a proud moment for me. Proud I'm moment. Proud of him. 
Yeah, I took so many pictures because we were the only ones in the theaters, and I cared more about his experience than actually watching the than, movie. Than the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good time, and yeah, I can't wait to take him to more movies. Uh, then for the 1001 movies, I wa- re-watched The Cabin in the Woods, a uh, great comedy horror movie. Uh, you can find out more on my thoughts in July when that episode comes out. Then for 1001 movies, I watched Five Easy Pieces, which is a Jack Nicholson film from 1970. Uh, you can find out what I think of that later on. Uh, mm-hmm. Then me and uh, the, the baby child watched a uh, miniseries called Prehistoric Planet, which oh. is essentially like it's the same people who did Blue Planet, but instead of like footage of actual living animals, they got really high quality CGI renderings of dinosaurs and oh, nice. tried to create scenes that would be relatively realistic. Did they and make them feathers yet? Well, uh, I'm I'm sure that they have science to back it up. Some of them were feathered, some were not. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that the uh, the um, people, the the scientists who they consulted, knew which ones have feathers, or at least have proof of having feathers, and which ones do not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, but yeah, that's a really cool series. You can watch on Apple TV Plus if you got it. Uh, really interesting. Uh, reminder that the Velociraptor was only three feet tall, and the raptors in Jurassic <laughs> <And> not five. <laughs> yeah, the raptors in the Jurassic Park series are actually Utah raptors, uh, but that name sucks, so that's why they call them Velociraptors <laughs> in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Little fun fact that I tell everyone every chance I get. <laughs> Thank you. You informed. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, then I watched Top Gun Maverick with you. It was a lovely time. Uh, you can watch our review to find out what we thought of it on our what, YouTube. Uh, and then I watched a Bollywood movie for the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Nice. Uh, the, the title is called, oh, God, what's it called? Help. You, you uh, got this. The you got brave this. Hearted get the Bravehearted Win the Bride or something like that. Mm. Hold on. It's got Mel Gibson in it. The Bravehearted will take the bride. Uh, it is, it's got Sh- uh, Shah Rukh Khan, who is a really famous Bollywood actor, and other Bollywood actors who I'm like, I know your face, but I don't know your name. Um, and it is the best example of a Bollywood movie that I could think of. Uh, and, you know, that's, I'm just like to. If you want to show someone what they can expect from a Bollywood movie, you should show yeah. them this movie. <laughs> because this one was actually mildly entertaining, but it's very stereotypical Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if people want to know, this is a good like introduction into Bollywood that isn't like Stree or uh, The Lunchbox, which aren't exactly as stereotypical. Stree's the horror movie we watched uh, a few couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, which only has like two musical numbers, not ten or eleven or how many this had. <laughs> what was what was the one we just watched a couple months ago? Uh, Hader or H- Hadir? Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that one. one was that solid. one. Was, yeah, that one is also not like stereotypical because there's not much music. There is musical True. numbers in it, but there's not much, and it's also based on Shakespeare. Um, but yeah, this was entertaining. But you can find out more what I thought and, and whether or not it stays on the list mm-hmm. in the July episode. Uh, then I watched a Natalie Portman Western film called oh. Jane Got a Gun. It was written by Joel Edgerton, and he actually is in it as well. And it is a pretty good Western film. I've been really on a Western kick lately. Yeah, it, I mean, it's solid. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's 
it's just a solid western film that it, it's not too much fluff you know what i mean yeah i remember seeing the poster and it never had me interested yeah, not it's that very, you should ever judge the book by its cover, but <laughs> it's it's hard not to with how many things we watch. Yeah, it's it's hard to just like. I'd also never seen a trailer for it. That was that was also the yeah, thing. Yeah, I hadn't either. I only saw the poster, and the, the only reason I watched it is because I I like Natalie Portman. Uh, I yeah. didn't even know Joel Edgerton was in it, and that he wrote it. I just know that she's in it because she's on the poster. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, solid movie. I would suggest it if you like westerns. If not, you could probably pass it. Uh, but yeah. That's that. And then I watched Roxanne, which we're going to get into right now. Ooh, let's get into it. Yes. Look at those nose cards one more time. Oh, yeah. C.D. Bales had a small problem. They said it was big, but I didn't expect it to be big. <laughs> he could handle every situation. Except the one that mattered most. I'm out of my house. Come on inside. I'll get some tools. I don't have any clothes on. Roxanne. IMDb has this fucking ad that just pops up in the middle of you scrolling, <laughs> and it drives me nuts. The large-nosed C.D. Bales is in love with the beautiful Roxanne. She falls for his personality, but another man's looks. Yeah. Directed by uh, Fred uh, Shepsey. Written by Edmund uh, Rostan, who uh, wrote the play for uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. I feel like I said that right. I found you it. Did. Let's yeah. go. Uh, screenplay was by uh, Steve Martin. It also stars Steve Martin, Daryl Hannah, uh, Rick Rosovich. Dude, this this ad is driving me insane. Uh, <laughs> it keeps popping up everywhere. Shelley Duvall's in there, uh, John Capello's. I saw. Damon Waynes, but where the hell was Damon Waynes? Was he one of the firefighters? Yeah, he was one of the firefighters. Damn, man, I was looking for him everywhere. I could not find him. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty young in it, so. Yeah, understandable. But uh, so yeah, this I picked this movie because uh, you know, uh, my who was it? Uh, Steve, my cousin, brought it up, and he thought Adam Sandler was in this. He's like, you guys should review that one movie with the guy with the big nose, and he was completely thinking about a completely different movie. Yeah. And he didn't even have a big nose. He he had something else. I don't even remember. It was like a. It's probably that one where he's like the 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 uh, the Muslim character. I can't remember the name of that movie, but whatever. Some uh, movie where he's a Muslim character. It, now I gotta look it up, and it makes me sad. Uh, <laughs> Enter the Zohan or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The, where, where he's probably a, big he's dick a is what he meant. Salone. Yeah, Salone, Salone, Salone. Yeah. <laughs> He's a barber named Sylvester Salone. Uh, I meant to say anyway. Salon, but so he thought he thought that he thought of a different movie for some reason. He's like Adam Sandler, but it was actually Roxanne and with the big nose uh, that Steve, Steve Martin, Martin has. Don't know how he made those two things connect, but he did, and here we are now. I know uh, I had seen a lot of clips and scenes of this in my past but never the full thing. So I thought, mm-hmm. you know, let's give it a go. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, we gave that thing a go. We did. We did. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am not completely familiar with the original work, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, mm-hmm. the play, but I recently watched the one with Peter Dinklage called Cyrano, mm-hmm. which is slightly different. It just talks about, uh, like, instead of uh, nose, it's just because he's a little person that he's, uh, a little worried to to talk to this girl that this woman that he loves, um, and 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 if anything, it makes it more serious and 
than a guy with just a big schnoz, big yeah. gunzula, big sh- sniffer. Um, but this, I was actually impressed with how, while taking place in modern times and uh, in America and not France at all and not during a war or anything, I was actually surprised at how many of the themes and beats that this matched with the play, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the Peter Dinklage one that just came out. I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm assuming since that's based on the play as well and not the the not Roxanne, <laughs> that it's yeah. it's pretty close. But like uh when when they're like standing on the ground and yelling up to her on the second floor, uh mm-hmm. and then Steve Martin just starts talking because Chris is being stupid. Uh, yep. As as usual, that happens in in it uh, in the play. Um, in the play, he's a I believe he's a captain of like an army regiment and not a fire chief, but he's still like the head honcho mm-hmm. of uh, people. Uh, so there's like a lot of little things like that. The uh, C D Bales uh, C D B Cyrano de Bergerac C D B same initials. Uh, yep. Chris. Christian is the character in the play. Is uh, Christian Roxanne's the same name as the the woman in Cyrano de Bergerac? Um, but it, Steve Martin did a really good job at modernizing this and making it very eighties, uh, yeah. and and kind of sticking with the themes and the character. And uh, but it did make me miss. It made me appreciate the Peter Dinklage one more, which you know isn't a great movie. The fact yeah. that it has it, the fact that it's a musical is actually the worst part. But some of the songs are like if you separate the songs, the songs by themselves are good, and the the story by itself is good, but they don't mix well together. Um, but yeah, this really made me miss that one because the ending of the play is so much better. Um, it's How just does it, it's, end? It's, it ends. <clears throat> let me get a little spoilers. Water. Yeah, spoilers for a play that's. Almost 150 years old. <laughs> um, so it ends with... Uh, so this isn't in this one, but there's a character who's like a governor or something. He's a politician who is also in love with Roxanne. Mm-hmm. And he is jealous of uh, Cyrano and Christian. So he sends them off to war and puts them on the front lines. Uh, so then they fight in a battle that's essentially a suicide mission. Yeah. Uh, and Christian dies uh, without ever being able to say goodbye to Roxanne or explaining to Roxanne what happened. And uh, Cyrano is essentially, at least in the, the Peter Dinklage version, I don't know if it's in the play, yeah. is essentially like injured to the point where he can never fight again uh, and kind of gets sent to this, this hospital for the rest of his life. Um, and then eventually he you know, opens up and reveals his love for Roxanne to Roxanne. And they kind of, it ends with them like kissing, but it's also like he's towards the end of his life. So a little too little, too late kind of situation. So it's a much better story, much Mm -hmm. better ending, much more tragic, which I always like tragedies more than I like romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it, it, I never thought I would appreciate the Peter Dinklage Cyrano version more than I already did, which is like, it's just okay. But this made me really appreciate it because it's made me realize how good it is other than the fact that it just shoehorns music into there that doesn't fit. 
Yep. Um, yeah, I could also see like how, it, for me, like th- this alone made me interested in either. I mean, I wouldn't want to necessarily. You know how I am with plays, but it made me more interested in seeing either the play or a rendition of the play that wasn't a romantic comedy. Yeah. Because um, yeah, this was great. Uh, apparently, Steve Martin was like a huge driving force in this movie. Not only did was he acting in it, but he was just writing a lot of the jokes and just the screenplay, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like he did pretty much an excellent job. There's some points there where, I mean, we'll talk about in a little bit that, I mean, it's product of the 80s and such. But uh, like how they were in the beginning, they were really talky and it didn't feel natural in any way. Like uh, mm-hmm. like people would talk to each other. But yeah. then you realize this is a play, like you said, 150 years ago and they're just trying to transfer it over to make it, you know, to modern times. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it made me feel like I want to well, watch another version of another rendition, uh, which which is kind of cool. Maybe eventually I'll get around to that. Uh, oh yeah. Also, maybe. in in the in the play, uh, Cyrano escapes a uh, assassination attempt, oh. which is way more interesting than just beating up a couple of jerks who just got done playing around with golf. Yeah. Um, but the a big problem I had with this is how eighties it was, mm-hmm. uh, mainly with the character of Chris, because he Chris is obviously misogynist in this. Yeah, uh, a lot of the characters are misogynist in this. I felt bad for every single woman Almost that lived in this town. Almost everybody's misogynist in this. Like everyone's hitting on them, saying that they remind them of Playboy models. Which you know, women love being compared to Playboy models. Absolutely. Like, it's just the highest compliment you can give them. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. Christian is supposed to be like, stop you in your tracks. Even guys are just like. You know what, Roxanne? I get it. I get why you're going for like in in the in the Peter Dinklage version. Kelvin Harrison Jr. Uh, plays Christian, and he's a good looking dude. In this, not that Rick Rossovich is bad looking, but I wouldn't say that like he's captivating. You know what I yeah. mean? He like Christian's supposed and to be. He also had a big nose. Yeah, he also had a big nose, just not a comically big one. Yeah. Uh, but that was my biggest thing with it. It's just like I didn't believe that that uh, Roxanne would just be, like, all about this big, just kind of plain-looking guy. Like, he's not he's not really someone that I, I, I would expect a woman to just be like, oh, I need to meet him, you know? Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, yeah, that's a, a decent-looking guy, whatever. So, Hello, hi, how are you? Goodbye. That's, that's what I would expect from that. Uh, so it just feels, a lot of it feels forced, um, yeah, including the jokes, like the uh, especially whenever uh, someone makes fun of his nose, every joke about his nose feels forced. Yeah, um, which again, I don't know how many of the jokes are in the play. Uh, well, Peter Dinklage w- version, he doesn't have a messed up nose. It's because he's mm-hmm. he's a little person that he's made fun of. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much of the jokes are from the play and how much are from Steve Martin, but it does not translate well into 2022 yeah and not in an offensive way it's just like it's just not funny at all they're just old jokes too like we've heard all these jokes before um and i mean even even one of the trivias there it said like in between takes like he he would get nice nose so often that like he went to a bar or like something to go to the bathroom or like change 
I don't know. He, he did something. And somebody yeah. said, why the long face? And it was like the most happy feeling when somebody made an actual original joke. Yeah. And so, like, I guess that was probably part of the the 20, 20 plus jokes that he en- ended up telling. He never said that one specifically, but yeah, but uh, it was watching. It was probably right after that. <laughs> it yeah, was like it's pretty interesting. It's just just wild, you know. Yeah. How, uh, people how in the eighties were jerks. Become? I mean, people are still jerks, but like they're jerks behind keyboards and <laughs> and don't say yeah. things to faces. Uh, word of advice to everyone: if you see someone that has something unique about their face even if it's a good thing just don't mention it mm-hmm. just don't talk about it you don't need to say everything that comes to your brain it's a it's a thing i, I did that the other day actually <laughs> what, what'd you do <laughs> i've been i've been ever since i went on the cruise i've been trying to like you know just kind of compliment people i don't know why it's just a little clear like just at least like a maybe a once a day try to compliment somebody like and make them make their day brighter and i saw this uh this mom and daughter and their hair was like super curly and i was like mm-hmm. i love your guys's hair and then i walked away <laughs> yeah super weird if you walk Very away, nice. I don't. I feel like, you know, it makes Not it. All weird. I did, all I did was like, "Hey guys, I just want to say I love your hair," and they were both like, "Oh my god, thank you." I'm like, "Hey, yeah. no problem." And then I walked the fuck away from their lives. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like they can choose what to do with their hair. So mm-hmm. I feel like complimenting something on something that someone chooses is fine. But like if it's mm-hmm. something that like like someone has a big yeah. nose, don't don't talk about it. Don't talk. Someone's about Someone's got a mark fa- mark face. Don't talk about it. If someone's short. Don't talk about it unless you're like really close to them because people t- say I'm tall all the time. So naturally, I call them short. Um, mm-hmm. w- kind of the the only time I gave someone a compliment, I didn't mean to. It just kind of came out. But then I got such a like. This person made me feel old. It's a, at the movie theater. There's a concessionist. Uh, her name, I, g- I probably shouldn't share say her name, but it was named after a band uh, that. It's from like the late '90s, early 2000s, and I said, "Oh, I really like your name." Not making that connection yet, but I was like, "Oh, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a very unique name." And she said, "Thanks." My parents named me after a really old band, <laughs> and I was just like, "I grew up listening I'm to them. Punch it's not, you. They're not that old. They're not that old. I'm still young." You but leave me alone, damn it! My age. Yeah, but that that kind of. That that made me laugh, but uh, this movie, I don't know. I didn't really find it that funny. Like, there's parts that were funny, but like, I I, I don't think it aged very well. Yeah, I think, like like you said, it, it did feel kind of forced in a way. Maybe at the time it wasn't as forced. Like even like, Steve Martin was great, but like if this was, you know, almost forty years ago, not almost forty years ago. Actually, oh my fucking god, it is almost forty years ago. Hey, 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 40, hey, 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 hey! Forty this is years, only two ago. years before I was born. You shut your six, goddamn six mouth. Six years before I was you born. Sh- you shut your goddamn mouth, Glenn. Um, <laughs> I'm still in my thirties. Forty years ago, I'm sure you know his this role and you know all the things that happened were probably good, but now it just feels like oh, like even like the beginning, like when he's just walking down the street, it feels kind of weird, like it is being forced. The credits um, are super eighties. The yeah, it just jumps into it and makes it super awkward. And like no one but, would just walk past someone. And immediately start fighting with them, like arguing with them. Like even yeah. in the eighties, that wouldn't happen. Sadly, a product of its time for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. It's, it's fucking it creeps me out that you know one like 
played as the other person and was like, oh, let, let's, let's, I'll write the letters and you, you can just get in her pants. That's so fucking weird to me. And then she actually does it. Yeah. And, and then she's like, I didn't want him. I wanted you. No, fuck that. <laughs> to me, yeah. that's like, no, fuck that. that you didn't want me before. <laughs> it's classier in the play. At least, again, yeah. the, the Peter Dinklage one. Yeah, in, that. in that one, the scene where uh, he kind of takes over speaking for him uh, mm-hmm. under, uh, like under the balcony. Uh, so the same thing happens where Christian, Chris, climbs mm-hmm. up the balcony into her room, but they don't do anything there just like happens to be a priest there it, it, i forget how it happens it's more smooth in the actual movie play yeah. thing. but there's a priest there or at least nearby and they get married but then like right after they get married the jealous politician comes in and says that they're going to war mm-hmm. uh so and and again things back then because the play takes place in the late 1700s i think maybe even late 1600s yeah romance moved a lot faster back then because mm-hmm. people were so like oh we can't have sex until marriage uh yeah, we, at, i at can't least, see those ankles put them yeah, away please at least in like puritan areas um but they so it's it's not as weird in the play slash peter dinklage version yeah um, and then this one she what he's what did they say that they slept with each other twice and then in yeah, he this, said he couldn't like, finish the third time. Yeah, I couldn't finish the third time. And then like this, she's like, oh, you know, I didn't want him. I it was you I wanted this whole time because I wasn't I was wasn't speaking to him. I was speaking to you, Steve Martin. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah, you <laughs> knew him and his words like, before. No matter what they did. You know, you can't forgive them for that. He helped. Uh, he helped this guy sleep with a woman by acting as him, literally standing in as him. Oh, yeah. Can't blame her for that. It's gross. But to say what she said after that, that's a big fuck that <laughs> to yeah. me. Especially they were best friends before they, well, whatever. They were really close before yeah. the, those two hooked up. And I was like, yeah. dude, what the f- Unforgivable on both ends. I didn't yeah. like that. I don't think in reality she would be as cool with it like mm-hmm. I think she would just stop talking to to both of them. Yeah. Uh, again, only because it's based on the same thing. I'm comparing this to the the play slash uh, Peter Dinklage version. Decades go by, or at least like many many years go by before he, after Christian dies, before he reveals that it was him. So there's uh-huh. a little little more breathing room. Yeah, this uh, is like so, six days. Yeah, and it's they had so one much day break. <laughs> it's so much smoother in in the uh, the the play slash Peter Dinklage version. And I'll keep saying slash because I don't I've never read the play, so I don't know how much has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I assume it's much closer than this is. Uh, but yeah, oh, very weird. Overall, didn't care for it personally, but yeah, that's all I really got to say. That's how it goes. Yeah, uh, I feel like the same uh, as well for the most part. I, I thought I I probably like it a little more than you, but overall, mainly anything that didn't have to do with with Chris or Roxanne, <laughs> and just and just Steve Martin interacting with the town around him. Oh, yeah. that was the best part. The background work of the firefighters was hilarious. Like, Absolutely all the shit. hilarious. Like they would be on the second floor window, and you would just see one of them like riding a hose up. 
mm-hmm. and then going back down and then riding the hose up. It's so stuff like that was really funny, but and there was uh, there was yeah. one character I can't I'm, I I feel like it was John uh, Capellos who played as Chuck. I feel like it might have been him. Oh no, wait, it was uh, Michael J. Pollard, uh, where he played. Uh, I'm sorry for using such a sensitive word. This is one of the slower firefighters. Yeah. Um, and just you, you never saw him like do certain things, but he would always be like this prime human being. Like he did read the poetry, but he went in to make Chris get the book because he was too embarrassed to get the book. And then he knocked somebody the fuck out in a boxing uh, like thing, but yeah. we never saw it. Because because of what was going on with Roxanne and um, CD, yeah, it was it's just funny. Everything background, everything around the initial story, I think was funny. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's that's really all I've got to say. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, that does it for our review. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Nan Maiden. Glenn, mm-hmm. you picked it. Mm-hmm. So you get to go first. I would say uh, not a complete waste of time. Um, I thought it was fun in, in some places, but overall I don't think it would be on a shelf as far as any of our other romantic comedies, which I don't know how many we even have on the shelf goes. We've been doing too many lately. I'm Yeah. And uh, honestly, the fact that we don't have a lot is probably my fault because I really, really do not care for romantic comedies. I have to balance um, it out. Yeah, you do have to balance it I'm out. I'm trying, I'm trying. So, uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I gave it a two and a half out of five right down the middle. Uh, mm. You said it very well. Like the, the things that's happening behind the plot are way more interesting than the plot itself. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I give it a little extra credit for making me appreciate the Cyrano uh, musical that Peter Dinklage is in. Uh, but that's only because this is so much worse than that. And uh, I think if people watched this before they watched Cyrano, they would have been easier on Cyrano. <laughs> yeah. I'm also super curious if uh, Steve Martin did all those acrobatics to get up and down he the house. He definitely did not do all of them because there are some where it's very... I watched it on my projection screen, so I yeah. was very... I saw a lot of it, and it's it's very obviously a stunt double at, at mm. some some of it. Um, okay, I mean Steve Martin is uh, talented. I don't think he's that talented though. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a no for me as well. So Roxanne does not make it on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. It does not become a little shelf boy. Mm, sad. It doesn't go in the trash either. It's just just in in. We're the moving on. Area. We're taking we're taking it back to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Uh, so uh, that brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week, uh, which we have been actually doing pretty good with lately. We haven't yeah. had any two terrible things coming from that. So uh, for those of you who don't know how it works, we spin this very real physical wheel that has every single movie on all the streaming services we subscribe to. It's physical. It's real. It's real and physical. It's very mm. large. <laughs> we spin it three times and then pick the one uh, that piques our interest the most. So without any further ado, here comes the first spin. Also, it has to be at least a year old. So 2021 is when it had to come out. And without any further ado, <laughs> Stories We Tell. It is a documentary from 2012. 
Oh my gosh, I can't type right now. I stories literally we... spelled sorties. <laughs> sorties we tell. Uh, okay, so it's on uh, YouTube, Roku, Amazon. Yeah, Freebie. Uh oh, help! I didn't mean to go that way. Help! Help! Uh, help! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, apparently it is on Criterion, uh, Freebie, and Roku. Uh, it is a documentary, a film that excavates layers of myth and memory to find the elusive truth at the core of a family of story te- storytellers. So close to getting that perfect. Tellers. So close to getting that perfect. Uh, it is directed by Sarah Polly, written and directed. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Directed by Sarah Polly, written by Sarah Polly and Michael Polly. Uh, is starring Michael Polly, John Buchan, Mark Polly, Joanna Polly. Uh, it seems like a little family affair. So that is the stories we tell, or just stories we tell, and that is available on Criterion, Freebie, and Roku. And you said YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. It said free on YouTube as well. Oh, Hopefully interesting. It actually cool. is. Yeah. So uh, that is our first movie. Uh, spin number two. Here it comes. <gasps> Ghost Town with the not dickish at all Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Uh, yes, I've I seen this not. before. I have not seen this one before. It's on HBO Max. Uh, Ghost Town. Betram Pincus is a man whose people skills leave much to be desired. When Pincus dies unexpectedly, but is miraculously revived after seven minutes, he wakes up to discover that he is now he is now has the annoying ability to see ghosts. It is directed by David Coop, written by David Coop and John Camp, starring Ricky Gervais. Greg Kinnear, Tia Leone, and Jordan Carlos. And that is Ghost Town on HBO and, and Amazon. Hulu and Amazon Prime. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. And Roku, uh, apparently. Premium. And, yeah. So that is Ghost Town. Here comes spin number three. <laughs> Constantine. <laughs> oh, shit. The, my boy? Yeah, your boy. I just watched this recently, too. Oh yeah. Well, it was like a bedtime, like go to go to bed and try to, yeah. you know. This is gonna be available on HBO Max and I'm sure other places. Supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more. Directed by Francis Lawrence, uh, based on the comic book Hellblazer by Jamie Delano and Garth Ennis, and is the story is by Kevin Broadbent, the story of the movie. Uh, and then the screenplay is by Kevin Broadbent and Frank A. A. Capello, or Frank A. Capello, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, starring Keanu Reeves, uh, Rachel Weiss, Shia LaBeouf, Jimon Hansu, Max Baker, Pruitt Taylor Vince, uh, Tilda Swinton's in there, Peter Stormare, whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is our third pick. We have Constantine, Ghost Town. And stories we tell, if I'm honest, I don't think supporting Ricky Gervais during Pride Month would be a good thing. Uh, so I don't think we should do Ghost Town. Is he, like, anti-gay? He has been making uh, transphobic jokes on his new comedy special. Uh, I personally have not listened to them, so I'm just going off of what I've heard. But mm. I, I don't think that now is the right time to be watching a Ricky Gervais movie. Uh, well, I haven't heard those jokes, but I will say that I don't care for that movie in the slightest, but I feel like my vote is for stories we tell. Although oh, really? I could, I could talk the shit out of Constantine, I will. Did you watch mm. Constantine yet? 
Yeah, I've seen Constantine. I was about to say. Like, I'll rewatch Constantine. I have no problems with this. Oh, man. Uh, I am leaning Constantine, personally. Let's talk Uh, about Constantine. (laughs) Okay, okay, we're going to do Constantine. I I am going to put stories we tell on the shelf, though, because I kind of do want to watch it. Yeah, likewise. I just... If I'm every now and then, we got to make something that's a smart business move for the the podcast. <laughs> understand. And I don't think stories we tell will draw a lot of people in, but Constantine might. Mm-hmm. It will. So, yes. So Constantine is our assignment for next week. You can catch that on HBO Max and I'm sure a bunch of other things. Check out Real Pretty sure Good. Sure, it's on Netflix too. Yeah, check out RealGood.com. It's a good website that will tell you what uh, all the surfaces that any given movie is on. It'll also tell you if it's not available on anything or if it's just mm-hmm. rent or buy so constantine is on a bunch sure about this no <laughs> mr constantine i'd like to ask you a few questions i know the circles you travel in the occult exorcisms easy there hero that's dragon's breath I thought you couldn't get it anymore. I'm a liar. <clears throat> I know a guy who knows a guy. I thought that you could at least point me in the right direction. Yeah, okay, sure. Please. Uh, that is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore view. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch Constantine. I don't know why I did that. I'm very sorry. I don't sorry. know why. It sounded like you were the, uh, <laughs> like the Peter, Peter Storm. Peter Stormare. Yeah. Stormare? Stormier. I forget who he plays in this. Satan. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.